werewolf. Werewolf? There. What? Werewolf. There. Castle. Why are you talking that way? I thought you wanted to. Welcome, foolish mortals, to All Hallows Always. Where one night of Halloween just isn't enough. We are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Emily. And tonight we're here to talk about the wild and woolly parts of Halloween. (laughs) There are just 285 days left until Halloween. This is the third week of the month of January, and according to our new schedule, that means that it's time for a creature feature. This month, we are going to be talking about one of my very favorite monsters, the werewolf. So the history of the werewolf. There are stories like werewolves from all over the world. There are stories of people that turn into animals under different circumstances and from just about every single culture. It's a a widespread idea that was ingrained into the human psyche at a very early age in humanity. I, I don't know where the first ones were actually written down as documented folklore, but the one that we have become most familiar with is the European idea of a werewolf, mostly Germanic. Mm -hmm. A lot of the darker mythology that we have comes out of the Gallic tradition, the the Gauls being what eventually became France and Germany. And the werewolf that we all know and love comes from that line of mythology. A, A lot of people attribute it to the Romanians. You know, you always see gypsies in the werewolf movies, but they kind of really adopted it from Germany. Mm ish area. As everybody knows, a werewolf is said to be a human being, usually a man, that turns into a wolf under certain circumstances. But like with all mythology, that has evolved over the years, over the the ages and generations, uh, and has been affected by a bunch of different sources, namely media, namely namely movies. Mm -hmm. Film media has really changed the lore of the werewolf, and we'll talk about that here in a minute. But I want to play a little game. I want to play a game called Who's the Werewolf? Are you smarter than a werewolf? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Who's the werewolf? Okay. I want to know, do you know the classic signs of a werewolf? How can you tell just by looking at a human being if he's a werewolf or not? I I think I know the classic signs. Um, Let's see. There's uh, something about the ears. that uh, It's hair hair in the ears. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that, you know, basically everybody in a nursing home is a werewolf. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, So, okay, hair in the ears. um, Hair on the knuckles, I think, is one of them. Okay. Isn't that something? Hair on the... Isn't it between the knuckle and the tip of the finger that if there's hair... It's in the the second knuckle of the finger. Yeah. If there's hair on that... That middle knuckle of each finger, that's supposed to say you're a werewolf. Yeah, that's... Yep, yeah. you're so, right. Okay. Um, heavy eyebrows, I think, Okay, is is a sign. So both of us qualify for that. Um, <laughs> and Brooke Shields is a werewolf. <laughs> oh, um, ouch. Poor um, Brooke Shields. She's a very pretty werewolf. She would look she weird if she did not have her, her, her werewolf eyebrows. Can you think of any others? Oh, I think a widow's peak is something that werewolves have. A widow's peak is often related to okay. werewolfism. Yeah. One of the major signs of werewolfism that I can think of is, um, you know, basically turning into a wolf under the full moon. But that's not really something you can tell sure. by just looking at someone unless it 
Unless the circumstances are right. Unless you're under a full moon. Yes. So, um, you know, there's there's that one. That's kind of a one of those, you know, guessing game over. <laughs> like, right. we've, we've got this figured out now. <laughs> we know for Run for your life. <laughs> that that is, yeah. So, yes. I think that's probably the most 100% symptom. Yeah. Um, but noticeable feature. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. darn noticeable. Yeah. A lot of those are related to werewolfism. The hair on the knuckle is one of the oldest ones. Uh, also, they say if your index finger and your middle finger are the same length, <laughs> you're a werewolf. Just like, just like that? Like, yeah. Like mine. Just very, like that. Very close R. Okay. Uh, pronounced incisors. Or your canine teeth. Okay, so that qualifies both of us. Right. Uh, not just thick eyebrows, but a unibrow. Okay, so that moves to qualifying one of us. Yes, I, I do have a unibrow. Let's see. Uh, hair, not just in the ears, but on the ear lobe. Okay. Around the outside of the ear. And unusually pointed ears. Okay. You're... My ears aren't exactly pointed, no. but they are very fuzzy. Uh, well, you do have some hair on your ear, not in. Not in. Which is good. Yeah. And just wait till we hit the nursing home, love. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of the more ambiguous ones, because everybody grows hair in their ears as they get older. That's true. Not everyone in their prime has hair around the outside of their earlobe, though. Yeah. I, I, have, I have some peach fuzz. Yeah, there are times when I pull, like inch long oh. hairs off the outside of my ear. Okay, so you're a werewolf and how many days till the full moon? <sighs> the full moon this month is on the 23rd. Okay. So that's next Saturday, I think. Yep, next Saturday. That's when the moon is. Those are some of the signs that have been brought up time and again from different sources and some of them actually are purely Hollywood. Okay. The Widow's Peak is Hollywood. Okay. One that you didn't mention was the five-pointed star. Yeah. The pentagram was originally uh, brought up in The Wolfman. I, I thought that, the that one was, was pretty much Hollywood. Something. Yeah. The original movie with Lon Chaney Jr., that was from that. Uh, some other things that were created by movies were the affinity to silver. Okay. That was never a thing until The Wolfman. Okay. The, aller- the silver allergy? Right. Okay. Right. Being Only being able to be harmed by something made of silver. Okay. That was all Hollywood. Uh, okay. Also, the full moon. It was Hollywood. The full moon was a uh, an invention of okay. movies. Originally, a werewolf could change into a wolf at will. Gotcha. Uh, one more, just while we're on the subject, the fact that you could turn into a werewolf if you were bitten by one. Okay. That is a myth that has been passed down only in the last 70 years. Okay, so how did one become a werewolf, or were you just born to it, or...? Uh, the very first werewolf-werewolf stories that we know of were curses. Okay. They were either cursed by the gods, or they were cursed by a shaman or a witch. Okay. Well, one thing I do know about werewolves is that, much like witch hunts, there were werewolf hunts. Yeah. Specifically in, in Europe. In Europe, um, yeah, in it Eastern was Europe. something that you would gather the entire town, get you know, grab your torch and pitchfork, and go out and look for werewolves. Yeah. And, and you that, would kill people. That actually happened. They caught people that they thought were werewolves because at the time there were children that were going missing from the towns. Mm-hmm. And there was livestock that had been slaughtered. Yeah. And so they thought, you know... 
quite naturally, oh, must be a person that changes into a wild animal. Of course, it can't be an actual wild animal. It, it has to be a person that or magically changes. It couldn't be just some sick, deranged person no. doing this on their own. No, there had to be a logical explanation, like I magic. Think, I think the sick, deranged person who was doing it was probably the first person to be like, it's a werewolf, let me explain this to you. <laughs> That's very possible. Right? If I were the werewolf, I would be leading the werewolf hunt. (laughs) And I would go and kill the the people in the town that I did not like or that uh, could harm me. So, boom, done. Taken care of. (laughs) So, have you ever played the game Are You a Werewolf? I have never played that. Oh, my gosh. Have you played Mafia? No. Okay. So, it's a card game, sort of. It uses this deck of cards. The, The first time I played it, we used an actual deck of cards. Okay. And... Anyone, then the cards were shuffled and passed out to the group. The group all sits in a circle, and there are villagers. There's the police officer. There's the seer, who is kind of like the gypsy. And there's at least one werewolf. And there are cycles in the game. You close your eyes at night, there's a one person that runs the game, mm-hmm. who's not any of those characters. And they say, okay, werewolf, open your eyes and choose a person to kill. Okay, close your eyes. And then the police officer, or the seer, wakes up, and the seer can guess if any of the people in the group are werewolves. Nobody knows who's who. Okay. And then everyone wakes up, and they have to figure out who the werewolf is by telling who's died. The werewolf has killed one of the villagers in the night. Okay. And that person's out of the game. I don't think you're explaining this very well. You lost me. We'll have to play Are You a Werewolf. (laughs) It's an awesome game, and very much like what you're saying, a lot of the times the werewolf is the first one to start calling people out as the werewolf to get them offed. Yeah. If the werewolf is killed, the game's over and the villagers win. Nice. Or everyone dies except the werewolf. Even better. (laughs) It's such a fun game. We'll need to play it with our... I I think our group of friends would love it. I've got a deck of cards. A deck of the werewolf cards. Very cool. But yeah, that is... It's just a lot of fun. Sounds like it. In real life, that was happening with the killing of people because they thought they were werewolves. Yeah, it um, was happening sort of parallel to witch hunts as right. well. Yeah. So. It had been going on a lot longer than the witch hunts, though. It had been going okay. on for generations. Okay. And as I said, one of the explanations was probably just some mentally unstable person. Mm-hmm. That mentality has not changed in the past couple hundred years. The term lycanthrope that is so often used to refer to werewolves mm-hmm. is a phrase coined by psychologists. It is okay. specifically a therapy term. Okay. The fact that it's used in movies like Underworld and other ridiculous werewolf stuff is a misappropriation of the term. Okay. The word lycanthrope refers to a mentally unstable person who believes that they are a wolf. Right. Not that but they it, can turn into a wolf. But you can see that where the, the miscommunication would happen because what it means is wolf man. It literally translates... It does. ...from Latin into... <clears throat> or Greek, I forget. Greek. It, it means wolf man. Yeah. It does. So it, it was easy to misconstrue, but the fact that it's become so pervasive in pop culture... Mm-hmm as just a synonym for werewolf, is kind of frustrating. Yeah. Because people use it, and they're using it wrong. Yeah. An actual lycanthrope believes themselves to be a wolf. Yes. They do not believe they are human at all. Yes. Uh, it's. I believe it's actually a form of schizophrenia. Yes, it's a cousin to schizophrenia, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It's not a form of, but it's very, very closely related to. There is, 
However, a group of people known as Therianthropes. It's kind of a subculture. And Therians, unlike Lycanthropes, don't believe themselves to actually be an animal or believe that they can physically turn into an animal, but they believe that they have the characteristics, spiritually, of an animal. Mm -hmm. And there are all sorts of different Therians, not just wolves, but cats and horses and name an animal, there is a Therian of that animal, which I find really, really interesting. It's a, an unusual concept, and it's kind of out there, and a lot of people attribute it to them just being eccentric, but I think it's an interesting way to think about it, because I feel that sometimes I have animalistic tendencies in my nature. Mm -hmm. I feel that there's sometimes parts of me that aren't fully human. Right. I don't believe that I can turn into a fuzzy werebeast. That's not an actual thing. No one believes that. Come on. But mentally, spiritually, I kind of do feel that I shift around sometimes. That makes sense. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. And that's something that's been believed by um, Native American cultures for uh, generations. Yeah. You know, the identifying what part of your spirit you're experiencing. And that part of your spirit is related to an animal. So you have the rabbit side of you and the wolf side of you and the fox side of you and the hawk side of you, etc., etc. Right. And so that's kind of, that. that's it's not a new concept. And I don't think it's people just being eccentric. That's silly. There are a lot of people who do believe that it's an eccentricity that people are just weird. And Well, and, pe- and people maybe, are weird. People are definitely that, weird. But it's... It, Something that so many people are the same type of weird for so long. <laughs> at what point does it? Yeah. It? At what point does it stop being weird and start being mainstream? <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know about you know it being especially weird, but I think that it makes sense. Yeah. But I'm wondering too. The flip side of that coin is how many people are identifying with like the ape side of their personality. <laughs> I'm just saying that like, that that's interesting. I'm, I'm not sure. I identify with my primate a lot. Thank you. <laughs> it's those opposable thumbs. Yeah. It's hard to oppose the opposable thumbs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So that's those, those are werewolves in real life, as much as you can say that sentence with a straight face. Sure. Werewolves have been popularized. And have have had their rise and fall. I feel they they're not nearly as they're not nearly as mainstream as they were even twenty or thirty years ago. Uh, the late eighties, early nineties is really when we had that big jump in werewolf movies. Yeah, and unfortunately, not many of them were great. I can think of two. There was cursed. That's one of the two, and even that one's not that great. It's not great, but it's enjoyable. It's entertaining. Um, it's very entertaining. Christina Ricci is pretty. Yeah, and and Justin Long. Was it Justin Long? I think so. I thought it was Jesse Eisenberg. I get those two confused. Mm, I don't think Jesse Eisenberg was even a twinkle at that point. He's a lot younger than you think. Really? Yeah. Why am I looking it up on IMDb? I have the DVD right <laughs> here. <laughs> no, I don't think it's Justin Long. Oh, well, hot dog. You're right. That is Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. Well, then there you go. Hey, I am right. You are wrong. You are absolutely (laughs) correct. I'm sorry. I apologize. Justin Long was in Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, 
Cursed is not a fantastic film. No. But it's a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> the other one that I was thinking of was American Werewolf in London. Yes. Yeah. Which is the epitome of the werewolf film, in in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've seen it once, but that was a long time ago. But I really, I remember I really enjoyed we it. We need to get our hands on that one. Yes. The cinematography in that one is great. And the werewolf transformation is completely, I mean, it was in the 80s. So it was completely done with practical effects. It's phenomenal. Like, it looks like this dude is turning into a werewolf. Oh, that's another thing that has come about in the last 70 years with the advent of film. Traditionally, werewolves turned into a wolf. Mm-hmm. Just a wolf. Indistinguishable from other wolves. Right. Then it changed to be that they turned into a large wolf. Mm-hmm. And then Hollywood decided that they didn't want that. It wouldn't be scary enough. So they made it that they turned into a half-wolf, half-man hybrid. Right. Which is what happens in The Wolfman. Right. That, um, that's one of the first times Well, actually, both happen in The Wolfman. Originally, in The Wolfman, the, uh, the, 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 were- the first werewolf who ends up biting the, the one main played character. by Bella Lugosi. Right. The gypsy Bela, who is played by Bella Lugosi, was a werewolf, and he, when he changes, is a large black wolf. Yes. Who... Interestingly enough, the dog was played by Lon Chaney's actual German Shepherd. Really? Yeah. So he was wrestling his own dog. So anyway, Lon Chaney tries to step in and ends up getting bitten, but ends up killing the werewolf. But he's bitten by the werewolf, so he turns into a werewolf. And, I mean, I'm... I'm not even going to say the spoilers word here, because this is not a spoilers alert. This movie came out before (laughs) most of the listeners were born. So. (laughs) Way to spike the sound file. Sorry. Anyway. um, But yeah, so Lon Chaney turns into uh, a werewolf, but he's like a half man, mostly man, wolf. He looks just like a furry dude with a snout. He's a furry dude with a snout. That's really all that... I do, however, like that he walks digitrain. He walks around on his toes. Yeah. I love that yeah. little detail. I, I feel like there was not a lot of budget and technology at that point, even makeup technology, to allow for him to make a better transformation. But, um... It's true. Um, most of the makeup was done with yak's hair. Oh, God. Did they just spear it? Oh, I'm sure it did. That they just spirit gummed all over his body. It apparently took six hours to put on and two hours to get off. I'm sure. Nowadays, something like that would be on in like 30 minutes. Yeah. So with what they had to work with, I think they did a great job. Does it hold up over time? Not Not, so much. Not really, no. I think it would have been more intriguing if they had just had a dog. A large, vicious looking dog. Yeah. But then again, the other way that, that movie could have gone, and almost originally went, was that he didn't actually turn into a werewolf, he was just going crazy. Right. So, eh, would I rather him be a half-man, half-wolf, or not change into anything? I'd rather him be a hybrid. Fair enough. Yeah. After that, so after Wolfman, you got the entire Wolfman series with Lon Chaney, and then you move into... The 80s werewolf movies, there was American Werewolf in London, American Werewolf in Paris, which was not even half as good as the first one. Mm -hmm. What was that awful one that we watched that one time? That was like Little Red Riding Hood, all grown up, and she was telling her granddaughter. God, the one that... had Angela Lansbury. The whole movie was on acid. Yeah, it was freaking weird. You couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. 
and there was I remember a lot of bright colors. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look this up. Hold on. <laughs> what was Angela that called? Angela Lansbury. I'm gonna find it. Was it Angela Lansbury? Yeah, she played the old woman. I didn't remember that. I, remember I we just were making rem- jokes about it. I just remembered it being so bad that I felt like like a whole however long that movie is hour and forty five minutes of my life was gone. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty terrible. The Company of Wolves. Was that what it was? It was in nineteen eighty four. It was a movie called The Company of Wolves, and it was just weird. It had this weird uh, bookend story. Yeah, yeah, about that was a it. girl talking to her dolls or something it was just strange i don't even know i i don't know i don't even know oh yeah there was that weird part with the the like victorian dinner yeah super strange movie so we've got that (laughs) we've got we've got cursed in the early 90s we've got moving forward uh there's dog soldiers which you've not seen yet no i did like underworld i liked underworld a lot yeah, then we then we get into the more modern werewolf stories like Underworld, where I feel I like the werewolf effects in that movie. I think the werewolves look really stupid in that movie. <laughs> you do? You think they do? I think they look pretty dumb, but I like the stories. I like the vampire versus werewolf that sort of dichotomy. Right. I like that a lot. So you never saw the fourth one, Rise of the Lycans, the prequel. I've never seen the third one. Oh, okay. I've only seen the the first and second one, and I liked the first one much better. The second one, I felt like the um the, the second one didn't have Bill Nye, so it wasn't as cool. That's fair. Um, the the second one was was cool. I liked I liked um the, what was his name Vin- Vincent the flying one the flying elder vampire. Oh yeah, I've I have not I'm, seen I'm that blanking. one as much. As I've seen... We have them both. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the first one a lot more. But anyway, the flying vampire was really cool. Um, and and I liked that it had um, someone from uh, one of my all-time favorite movies, but the guy who played the elder Corvin, Corvinus. Uh-huh. The, the one who was the father. Yeah. Originally. Right. Right. That guy played Frankie in Dead Again. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That was Frankie. Wow. Which, I know, I love that actor. <laughs> and right. I can't think of his name, but he's awesome. Yeah, so they did those two, then I think they did the third one, and then they did a prequel about where the whole vampire-werewolf uh, feud came about. Okay. That's about Lucian and his origins as a werewolf. Right. Really stupid movie, but they improved a lot on the werewolf lore. Okay. I felt in that one. The movie was just dumb, and it's got a really stupid twist at the end. <clears throat> but, eh, you know, you don't watch it because they're great movies. You watch them because they're fun. Yeah, that's yeah. true. The movie that has come out most recently that I thought was the most fun, as far as werewolves goes, is Trick or Treat. Okay, yeah. There's the whole section with yeah. uh, with Anna Paquin, and if you haven't seen that, go watch Trick or Treat, because it's <laughs> awesome. There's the whole <laughs> thing with Anna Paquin and, and her group of girls that end up eating everybody. It was a lot of fun. I feel like the worst depiction of a werewolf in modern movies would be in The Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, I am so disappointed. He, he looked like a, a large, emaciated rat. He did. He looked terrible. And 
Okay, so I read the books before I saw the movies. Mm -hmm. I had read each book before I had seen its respective movie. And when I got to Azkaban, Azkaban's my favorite of the books. Right. I love the story of that one. And I love Lupin's character. He may be my absolute favorite character in the entire series. And they brought him in, and it's What's-His-Face from Dragonheart. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought he did a great job playing the human Lupin. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and turns into that giant, skinny, nasty-looking thing. And yeah. I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. But I've heard commentary on it, and I've read what the director had to say about it. He wanted to make it look like that, because he wanted to make it look like a disease. Mm-hmm. He wanted the lycanthropy the werewolfism, to be a disease, a debilitating thing that would really affect someone and afflict someone. Sure. But I feel like there are other ways that you could have done that. Yeah, I just Instead didn't of making it look for... so bad. Yeah, I didn't care for the way that that werewolf turned out. <laughs> and then we didn't even get to see Fenrir Greyback as a werewolf. Yeah. And he was a badass werewolf. No. The, the werewolves in that, in the, that story should have been done so much better. We've made a natural transition from movies into books. We've got the books, with the Harry Potter books with the werewolves in there, and how they turned out to be awesome. And uh, Bill Weasley ends up being a werewolf. No. Okay. Yeah, Bill. Bill ends up being a werewolf. Okay. Who, here's another movie fact, the guy that plays Bill Weasley in the movies is General Hux in The Force Awakens. Domhnall Gleeson. Right. Same guy. Love it. <laughs> Making those connections. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, the, some of the best werewolf books there aren't there as few good werewolf movies as there are there are even fewer good werewolf stories written books and a lot of the ones that are out there are older next week we're going to be talking about the author algernon blackwood he wrote a short story about werewolves but it wasn't really about werewolves it was more just about sexual tension it turns out being real awkward and you don't really ever see the wolf it's a strange story from what um, I understand of Algernon Blackwood, most of his stuff is real awkward. <laughs> a lot of his stuff is real awkward, okay. yeah. There's an even older story called The Werewolf, hyphenated, by Clements Hausman, and that one is more of a traditional werewolf story. That one has a lot of the the classic werewolf tropes, like if you hurt the wolf, you've hurt the person. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times in stories you'll see a werewolf get shot. And then they'll change back into their human side, and they'll be wounded as a human mm-hmm. in the same place. Uh, that that story has that. And it also introduces the seductive side of werewolves. Because the werewolf in that story is a woman. And she's a very attractive woman. And she kind of weasels her way into this family. Okay. And then rips it apart from the inside. Oh, fun. It's, it's a really, really good story. Nice. Uh, so Clements Hausman looked that one up. <laughs> I thought of another uh, werewolf depiction in modern television that I really like. What's that? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Buffy does a great job with werewolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like um, I like Oz. I mean, Oz is one of my favorite characters from that TV series. That's mostly just Seth Green being Seth Green. Well, yeah. And he's awesome anyway. Yes. I would watch Seth Green be a werewolf all the time. Yes, absolutely. Another really good werewolf depiction in TV is from Hemlock Grove, which okay, was also yeah. a book. Yeah. So that brings us back to books. Yes. I've only... Uh, I watched the first season of Hemlock Grove when it came out on Netflix, 
And I enjoyed it. It's weird. It is very it's weird. It's really weird and hard to follow. But the story is good. The narrative is good. And their depiction of werewolves is spot on mm-hmm. classic werewolf. The whole <laughs> literally shedding the skin and the wolf coming out from the inside of the person. Yeah. And then eating the skin. Yeah. That is a classic werewolf thing. Yes. They did play with the whole moon time idea, but they, they did a good job. And, and he turns into an actual wolf mm-hmm. in that story. Yeah. So I watched the series, and then I've tried to read the book. I only got about halfway. The characters in the book are a lot more difficult to deal with than the characters in the TV show. How so? They're bad in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Like, Roman is an annoying little jerk mm-hmm. throughout the TV show. He's worse in the book. Wow. His personality is toned down a lot in the show. Wow. Which is saying something, if you've seen Hemlock Grove. I've not watched the second season, and I think they've just released the third season. I think that sounds right. (laughs) We've Sure, why not? We've watched the first, what, two episodes? Two episodes of season two. I I had a little trouble getting into season two. I, I did too. Season one left off with such a good cliffhanger. And it left Femke Jensen pretty much out of the picture. But then season two rolls around, and there she walks right in the door. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what's the point of killing her at the end of the first season if you're just going to have her survive? Yeah, that's... Not that I don't like, I don't mind looking at Femke Jensen. <laughs> Who doesn't mind? I mean, but, come on. But, but really, stick to your storyline. <laughs> So, what are we talking about next week? Next week is going to be our first author spotlight. We'll be discussing Algernon Blackwood. Now, don't be afraid if you haven't read any of Blackwood's stuff before. Go online to algernonblackwood.org. I'll link it in the show notes. They have most of his short fiction online that you can read for free. It's all in public domain. Get a hold of it. Find it. I think there's some collections on Amazon... Kindle, just find his work. It's amazing short fiction. It's good, weird stuff. And a lot of it's really creepy. So look him up. We'll talk about Adrenon Blackwood next week. Until then, make sure to find us on Facebook. We are at facebook.com slash allhallowsalways. We always welcome questions, suggestions, and comments on the show. You can email us at allhallowsalways at gmail.com. And get us on Twitter. You can follow us at AllHalloAlways. If you're not up on all of the current nerdy events that are going on in the world, it's been pretty tragic in the last couple of weeks. The beginning of 2016 has been bleak for nerd culture. But we do have some fun stuff going on at Irrelevant But Awesome. Go to irrelevantbutawesome.blogspot.com and find that. And make sure to keep up with us as well at allhallowsalways.blogspot.com. And while you're on Irrelevant But Awesome, you can check out our sister podcast, Classy Ring Attire. Until next week, good night. And happy Halloween. All Hallows Always, an Irrelevant But Awesome production.